Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative, and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nakubo in Brief. My name is Megan Strand, your host, and I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm excited to be here with Beth Reisenweber, who is Vice President of Finance and Administration and Chief Financial Officer at Augsburg College for a discussion about the Shared Services Collaborative. Welcome, Beth. Thank you, Megan, for having me. This is a great opportunity to share unshared services. Excellent. Sharing on shared services. That's a good way to start out. Well, just to ensure all of our listeners are on the same page here, can you just please define shared services as it relates to our conversation today? Shared services is really a collaborative movement to be better together. The structure of a function is strengthened, the quality of the services enhanced, and the costs are much more economical. Shared services can be internal to an institution or external. We can have collaborations that are formalized and consortia that become a separate legal entity, or we can have institutional partners that come together to share services for the good of the whole that remain housed within the institutional partnership themselves. So there's lots of ways to look at shared services, but it's basically being better together. Why would you say this is so important in today's higher education financial model? And what would you say is the driving force behind all of this? Well, there's a great need today in higher education to build a sustainable financial model. In the new normal, really since 2008, net revenue growth is really elusive in higher ed. It's very constrained by a highly competitive market with great pressure on raising tuition prices. Families simply can't afford the rising cost of a college education. Now, expenses, on the other hand, continue to increase at inflation or above. A good example is healthcare premiums, which are growing at double-digit rates. So there's going to come a point where an institution simply cannot keep up with the rising costs by the resource that's you know, near and dear to our hearts, tuition. Mm-hmm. Tuition's not growing. So shared services is an important opportunity to really relieve pressure on the cost for an institution. The driving force is really to maximize efficiencies through economies of scale. Small private institution like Augsburg really doesn't have the numbers that a larger institution has. So while we can use technology to streamline processes to try to be more efficient, What's interesting is even the technology costs, the ERP systems, can be cost prohibitive to a small college. So we have so many limitations on us. So joining together to create these efficiencies can result in a more sustainable financial solution. So is this something that many small colleges are doing, many colleges in general are doing? How critical are these shared services to the future of higher education? And is it really just these smaller institutions that are benefiting? You know, I think um, in general, shared services are very critical. The pressures of rising costs and, you know, constrained pricing 
will only increase on higher ed providers, all of them, large or small. In a recent article I was reading by Grant Thornton, they noted that it takes discipline, rigor, and a forward-thinking culture to build financial sustainability. And I like that idea of a forward-thinking culture. I think shared services is part of that forward-thinking culture. Because mm-hmm. shared services is really that collaborative partnership, either externally or internally, looking forward, trying to solve a really growing problem, trying to think about how we can do things in a really cost-effective manner. So I think shared services really can benefit both large and small institutions. Um, Shared services, it allows an institution really to focus on its distinctive programming and educational experience. It opens up an untapped opportunity for other services, such as library or administrative accounting, to be shared in a more efficient market solution. So what we're doing here is we're saying, what can we do better together, more cost-effective? Well, recognizing there are certain things we want to keep distinctive, so we're going to keep those separated out. So shared services, it will benefit all. Who's doing it today? A lot of people are doing it in very different manners. I know I've seen it in all the institutions I've worked for, all private institutions, but some larger than others. I think because there's such a wide gamut in what a shared service model can look like, I think we will see more and more of it. And I actually am seeing more of it today as we explore this um, opportunity at Augsburg College. So you talked a little bit about the benefit being found in, you know, the diversity of ideas that can come together. So what would you say those benefits really are as it relates to that? Well, the benefit of shared services is when you have these partners coming together, you have more talent at the table. You have more ideas, you have more wisdom. And so together then with the different groups, you have a larger group of participants, you have more people at the table, you actually have an opportunity to garner the strength of the the group. And we never know where solutions are really going to come from. They can come at from all levels of an institution. And when you have multiple institutions at the table, just think of the strength and the opportunity that's at that table. So can any department move to a shared services or are there specific ones that you've seen work particularly well? And are there ones that really you think absolutely could never work under this model? Yeah, well, actually, um, for shared services, you know, you can involve your basic back office needs, the business office and human resources. Those traditionally you can see as a shared service model. And I've seen that in my um, background I mean, certainly like payroll processing, you know, elementary things like that. They're very important to our employees, but pretty back office. Now you can go further though, depending on the institutions who partner together for the shared services. For example, we're currently embarking on shared services um, for information technology, campus ministry, and library services, along with business office and human resources. So we're getting quite creative at Augsburg, which is really fascinating to watch and be part of. So you may not want to share services that give an institute's distinctiveness or market differentiation, like I mentioned earlier. There might be programs that you want to hold separate. But at the same time, we do need to think very broadly on the subject. 
there really is no wrong answer. I would love it if you could talk a little bit more about your experiences with shared services. You just alluded to a couple of things you're doing at Augsburg, but what have you experienced in the past and what are you, can, can you just talk a little bit more about what you're currently pursuing in this space at Augsburg? Yeah, I'd be glad to. There's a couple interesting opportunities we've been working on currently and in the last um, couple of years since I've joined Augsburg. Mm-hmm. First, um, as I mentioned, Augsburg College is working on a shared service model with another private institution. Our long-term vision is to really open it up and add even more institutions in that um, model. But for now, this um, has started with technology. Mm-hmm. And we have shared a help desk between the institutions. It's actually led to a melded ID department, where you have two organizational charts who that have come together into one organizational chart for information technology. It's led by a single chief information officer. That individual is actually an employee of Augsburg College. So in this model of shared services, we're actually having a lead college model. That's where one college of the partners becomes takes that lead role. So in IT, it's Augsburg. Now, the next step on this process is to migrate to a shared ERP platform. That's when we're really going to see some streamlining of work, economies of scale. We're all going to be on the same um, student system. The contract was negotiated for that deal, and it's actually very cost-effective for the institutions combining this way. It is a much more cost-effective way to purchase a very important software system. Mm -hmm. And so the planning is in process right now to move forward with implementing the shared ERP system. So that's the IT side. Another one that I think is very interesting, and this is a little bit more broad, we have a purchasing collaborative that we're leading Um, On behalf of 19 institutions in Minnesota, it's housed at Augsburg College. Now, originally, this purchasing collaboration was part of what was known as the Associated Colleges of the Twin Cities, ACTC. It's been around for 40 years, and it was a very formal structure. About a year and a half ago, we decided the five um, core member schools decided to bring that work in-house that reduced the administrative and overhead costs, which had really grown over the years. So I actually volunteered Augsburg to take on the purchasing work. I saw an individual in my team that I thought was high capacity, really engaged with her work, could really be the leader for this better together model for the purchasing piece. And so Augsburg manages the contracts and vendor relationships Within this consortium, it maximizes buying power, so we get some real good cost effectiveness. But that better together is seen in how we have used this as an avenue for learning, sharing purchasing expertise among these 19 members, and it's very affordable. You know, I could go on and on about this, but it's really been a big success where I've taken something in-house, I didn't add any staff, but you get the right person leading it, and then you get the the partners at the table bringing their strength and their talents, and it's just a wonderful outcome. 
Sounds fantastic. And you can definitely see how some of those more complex projects would reap the biggest gains. Mm -hmm. However, I'm sure that you've learned some lessons along the way. So can you share maybe what you've learned that has been successful and some potholes maybe that you've encountered along the way? Well, I will tell you, to make this success, vision is critical. Knowing the reason for the work, okay, sharing that reason out regularly to remind the teams of where the institution is going and how we're truly going to be better together is just so important to keep that goal in mind, in everyone's mind who's participating. Cultural differences between institutions is probably the hardest barrier for coming together. And I've seen institutions ready to join in major work, approved by their boards, right, supported by leadership, we have these large group meetings, we're all ready to go, but that work ultimately fails because we can't agree on the academic calendar. Mm. No one's willing to make a change so that we're on the same calendar. It's amazing. So then, it, so the institutions really need to agree to be flexible and open and willing to change. So you can see that's going to be hard. We have to be willing to change. Mm-hmm. Um, So communication is another area that really has to be out there. We have to share. We have to tell people community-wide what's going on, keep them posted, get that momentum moving forward, get that forward-thinking culture to support change, you know, that the this um, Grant Thornton mentions, forward-thinking culture. Wow. If we can get that happening, that's going to be a major success for higher ed to be sustainable, build that financial model we need. So as you can hear in my voice, perhaps there needs to be a level of passion, persistence, and energy. The individual I was speaking about earlier with that audit, um, the ACTC, that purchasing consortia, mm-hmm. she actually is what I call an energizer bunny. <laughs> she really moves the work forward in a collaborative and positive manner. So you need to look for someone who can be your energizer bunny, who can really lead the work, you know, and make it happen. I think that, you know, has that passion, the energy, the persistence, right, to make change. Um, I actually have a third comment on this because it's so important, is another important lesson I've learned is that we must continually keep the work simple, That is to say that the work of shared services needs to be straightforward, clean. Don't let ourselves be bogged down into such details that the work drags on and on. And then the forward progress gets stalled in quicksand. It feels like quicksand to me. Mm -hmm. We have full plates of work. Yes, we all know that. And this is added work. And if you get bogged down, it just, it will stall. And then it jeopardizes the whole So we have to keep it simple. Keep that vision in mind. Where are we going? How are we going to get there? Don't worry about where are you going to keep the check stock? You know, is it going in our safe or your safe? (laughs) We're going to eliminate it. Who cares? This is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to get there. And we're going to keep it simple so we can move forward. It's so interesting to me that so many of these projects in higher ed that are so complex really come down to communication and keeping those lines open. So thanks for thanks for sharing that lesson learned. 
Beth, what would you your suggestion or recommendation be for somebody who's maybe wanting to or considering embarking on the shared services work? Well, I would strongly encourage everyone to think about it. It has such opportunity for all colleges and actually all institutions. But um, one of the recommendations I would really encourage is when you are thinking about this and working with potential partners, build a solid trusting relationship immediately. Shared services is much more than outsourcing, all right? You're building an integrated partnership to support the common good of your students, right? So the time spent in understanding each other, ensuring that the goals are part of a shared vision, okay? It's not just our institution, it's all the institutions at the table. So that understand each other, that's very, that's time well spent, right? There can't be any hidden agendas, okay? So be candid in the communication from the get-go. That's essential. Of course, leadership and board support is really important to keep those charged with leading the work at the table, right? We have to keep plugging away, keep moving it forward, keep the vision, you know, the forefront of thought. So it's a partnership. You're not outsourcing. You're bringing it together for the good of the whole, right? So the other recommendation, I cannot say enough about communication. I think it's one of the hardest things there is when we're at work. Communication with your team, it supports this work. Leaders need to share their vision. They need to enlist buy-in at all levels. And how do you do that? By, but through communication. It's actually very rewarding when you see progress. So here's your team working really hard to achieve something. As you see progress towards that shared service model, it's like, wow, this is great. Or, wow, this is really powerful. Or, wow, this is going to help us really maximize the mission for our institutions. And for me, it's all about doing what's best for our students. And I'm sure folks listening on this will understand that completely. Serving our missions is all about our students and doing what we do well. Absolutely. And keeping that at the forefront through your excellent communication that you just pointed out is obviously so important. Anything else, Beth, that you'd like to add about shared services that I've neglected to ask today? Well, shared services is great. I would welcome anybody's questions or if they want to reach out to me at Augsburg. I mean, it's a brainstorming opportunity. It just has so much opportunity. And like I said earlier, there's no wrong solution. You know, there's so many different ways to do this. And so I I look forward to hearing other people's story on shared service. Well, thank you so much, Beth, for joining me today to talk about shared services. Very interesting indeed. You're welcome. Thank you, Megan. You can find out more about today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. Make sure you subscribe to Nakubo in Brief in iTunes as well so that you'll get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Beth and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nakubo in Brief. Mm-hmm.